prepare could be deeply damaging to these critical U.S. alliances. Another key aspect of any limited strike strategy would be to limit North Korean retaliation. Washington would have to convince Kim that despite attacking his nuclear and missile infrastructure, it does not seek regime change. Yet North Korea is unlikely to take the United States at its word. For decades, a core element of North Korean state ideology has been that the United States is determined to invade and that nuclear weapons are necessary to prevent it. In fact, Kim said as much during his 2018 New Year's address. Even though the United States is wielding the nuclear stick and going wild for another war, it will not dare to invade us because we currently have a powerful nuclear deterrent. To avoid retaliation, Washington would have to convince Pyongyang that U.S. objectives are limited and that it does not seek regime change or intend to invade. This, despite the fact that in the event of a preventive strike, the United States would have just killed hundreds, if not thousands, of North Koreans in an attempt to remove what Pyongyang sees as its only guarantee against an invasion. Consider, too, how closely the nuclear program is tied to the legitimacy of Kim and his regime. Nuclear weapons are not only strategically important, but fundamental to how the regime justifies its rule. From Pyongyang's perspective, attacking North Korea's nuclear weapons and missiles but sparing its leadership may be a distinction without a difference. Even if Pyongyang accepts U.S. assurances, it may choose to retaliate anyway. Kim may believe that retaliation would be necessary to preserve deterrence in the future, out of fear that failing to respond to a major strike would tell Washington that it can attack North Korea at will. In fact, research suggests that weaker states often feel the need to attack stronger states in order to demonstrate strength and resolve and to deter possible future attacks. High costs, uncertain success. Even if the United States was able to carry out the strikes and prevent a massive North Korean response, however, it might not be able to successfully destroy all of Kim's nuclear weapons and missiles. Indeed, the Pentagon recently told Congress that eliminating all of North Korea's nuclear weapons would require a ground invasion, probably owing to Pyongyang's penchant for building military facilities underground, limiting the effectiveness of airstrikes. If the United States decides to attack North Korea without attempting to eliminate its ballistic missile and WMD capabilities, it would leave itself and its allies at Kim's mercy. If, on the other hand, the United States is determined to keep going until North Korea has been completely denuclearized, it must consider the potential consequences of a full-scale invasion. A general war with North Korea would be devastating, a recent report by the Congressional Research Service estimated that between 30,000 and 300,000 people could die in the first days of fighting, even if Pyongyang refrained from using any weapons of mass destruction, an unlikely scenario. According to recently declassified U.S. government documents, moreover, in 1994, the Pentagon estimated that a war on the Korean Peninsula would kill or injure 52,000 American service people and over 490,000 South Korean troops in just three months of fighting. Those numbers have almost certainly gotten far worse in the intervening 24 years, 
given North Korea's tremendous progress in developing weapons of mass destruction. Today, millions of lives could be threatened. To provide some perspective, over 6,900 U.S. military personnel have been killed, and over 52,000 have been injured in Iraq and the surrounding area since 2003. Although no one knows how many civilians have been killed in that war, academics estimated that 461,000 people died in Iraq as a result of war-related causes between 2003 and 2011, and thousands more have died in the years since. And according to research conducted at Brown University as of 2015, at least 970,000 veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan have some degree of officially recognized disability as a result of the wars. When considering the costs of war, these count as well. A war with North Korea would likely be more devastating.